One man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi everyone and uh, welcome to uh, to this podcast and what we're going to be talking about today um, is really about what happens once you've got the job. So um, we're assuming that you went through the audition process and you're, you're, we're in the process of, of looking at a script, um, we're in the process of going to rehearsals, working with a director and then of course ultimately either going on stage or going on set. So um this is this is quite a big subject, uh, Rob, and I'm jo- joined again, of course, by uh, Rob Goodman, who's um, who knows a thing about too about this thing, don't you? Rob? Well, I like to think so. Hello, everyone, by the way. Yeah, I like to think so. Yeah, so I, I, I'm just thinking back to the first because I think that once you you get your first job um, as an actor, it's usually quite an exciting thing, but also a thing that's like, oh my, oh my God, I've got to get this right. Um, so I'm, I'm just thinking, going back in my own mind about to the first, the first job that I had, um, which turned out to be quite an interesting experience in the end. But basically, one of the first jobs I have a, I had, Rob, was um, there was a, it was a, a, a sort of production, a theatre production that was set in Hitler's bunker, and it was really? really, it was all about Hitler's last days in the bunker. Wow! And the the actors involved were really great, and I was just a young actor, and I had literally one thing one thing to do, and I walked on stage. It was pretty simple. <laughs> it wasn't too taxing, but no. for me, it was a big thing. This is my yeah. first professional job, <laughs> so I had to walk on, and basically, I had to say, I think it was one or two lines. It was basically, you know, hair something, um, and then I had to take this poor bloke off, off slightly off stage, yeah. and shoot him. You know, so which was, I thought, well, it's quite dramatic, isn't it? Shooting and, people, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Shooting people and, you know, and just having this one line. So, anyway, um, long story short, I'm, I'm doing, I'm in the, the middle of this uh, um, production and I come into the dressing room one day and in front of me is the guy that's playing Hitler, f- dressed in his full Hitler gear, <laughs> yeah, and the other guy who's playing Goebbels in his full, you know, Hitler, uh, Goebbels gear. Scary. Yeah. And they're in the dressing room, right? And the the guy that's playing Goebbels is basically saying to the guy playing Hitler, oh, you think you're some big special person? And he, he's obviously completely drunk. And he's, he's going... Oh, they weren't rehearsing. They no. weren't rehearsing. No. This, I, you know, you would have been forgiven for thinking. <laughs> yeah. I actually walked in and I thought, this really looks like, <coughs> you know, Goebbels and Hitler having a go at each other. Yeah. But actually, the guy who's playing Goebbels is completely smashed. And <laughs> which was quite comical, really. Right? And um, he's going, he's saying to the guy who's playing Hitler, and he's actually talking to him as an actor. You know, he's saying, he's basically saying, "Oh, you think you're some big special actor, and yeah. you think you're some special guy." And and um, he says, "You know how the, you know, he didn't like that." And it was going on and on. But anyway, long story short, <laughs> it was obvious this guy who was playing Goebbels couldn't go on and play that part that night. So they asked me to do it because I was playing this little role. And they said, you know, would you go on with the book? And uh, for those who don't know what that means, it be- means basically going on with the script in your hand and reading the script and, and trying to play it. the part, <clears throat> and uh, which is quite scary. Terrifying. And uh, yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And so I did it, and I thought, okay. And then I got a great piece of advice because an older actor sat me down and said, right, he said, this is a great opportunity. He said, 
I know it might not feel like it right now. He said because you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're shitting yourself, basically, right? Because you've you've, you've oh, basically what you said. Oh. Yeah, I know, terrible. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's what yeah, he yeah. said. Yeah, okay, all right, okay. yeah. <laughs> and he was right. Mm. And he said because yeah. tomorrow night I've got to go on and do this part again. And he said mm. like tonight you're going to stay up. You're going to learn this part. And he said, of course, you, of absolutely. Course. You, you're taking over the role, of course. Yeah. yeah. And he says, you never know. Yeah. He said, where opportunity comes from. He yeah. said, but you must absolutely grab this opportunity, learn the part, and come back in and do it. And and to be honest, there was sort of conversations going on about whether I would or wouldn't do it. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And um, so anyway, I went, I learned it, did it. And long story short, Rob, during my you know playing of that part over the next week or so, I can't, an agent came in. And it was an agent of one of the other actors in the show. Great. And saw what I did, and I contacted them, and they took me on. That was how I got my first agent. There you go. So there you go. You never know there when. So when opportunity, when opportunity knocks, hear it. Exactly. Answer, you know it's, exactly. It's, yeah. So you never quite know yeah. what's going to happen as an actor. And I tell that story from the point of view of, yeah. you know, once you're in a production, you just never know quite know what's going to happen. So, um, but anyway, Rob, what's your view on all this about, you know, your, what was your first acting job like? Um, what was your experience like? Well, my first acting job was actually in a pantomime. Right. And I played one of the Chinese policemen uh, in Aladdin. And uh, the guy that played Aladdin, incidentally, was permanently pissed as well. Um, <laughs> in, in, in that, so much so that he totally forgot all of his lines and just went through the production just grunting. And that was it mm. he, he just totally forgot all of his lines it was a car crash it was very embarrassing and he, he was eventually sacked um but yeah but i was a chinese policeman in, in in pantomime and so you know i mean there was no i, I just had fun with it i just threw mm. caution to the wind and did what the hell i wanted to do really mm. um and so that was good fun so there was nothing nothing like your experience where jesus christ i've got to do this guy jeez what the hell am i going to do mm. you know i've got this really important role to do and i've got to do it right because mm. i mustn't screw up on this it wasn't like that with me it was just yeah. going to have a bit of fun, it was and have fun. Laugh. well that's um, just but, as important actually yeah, yeah, i mean yeah. why are we doing it if it isn't yeah. fun but you must have because i've done pantomime mm. in the past as well and I, you know some people look kind of look down their nose at it but actually i think you, you learn a lot from that experience as well because it is a very unique experience um of having to go on sometimes twice a day and you're going through this stuff don't knock down your nose at work no it's work exactly you've got to pay the rent buddy That's and it. so you know uh, yeah it's a pantomime is part of this business in fact it's a very traditional part of this business isn't it it's very yeah. traditional it's been around for a long long time and and, and it's a it's a skill actually mm. to do pantomime it's not just going on and being some two-dimensional character and and uh slapping your thighs and all that sort of thing it's um it is actually a real skill to do yeah and it and actually comes from like um I, I kind of looked into this actually. I did, I got, God only knows why, but I did. I wanted to know where pantomime came from. Comedy Delate. Yeah, 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 it's right. It comes yeah. from Comedia Delate, and yeah. it even goes further back. And that was basically a very um, stylized Italian um, theatre um, back in the. Uh, uh, I don't know how far back it goes, but well, we probably call it goes, a couple of hundred years, haven't we? Yeah, 1500s, oh, even yeah. further, right? Okay. Yeah. So, um, and it, it kind of comes from that. So, anyway. Um, so, Rob, in the yep. pantomime, what what would you say that you took away from that experience that you thought it was fun, it was great? Was there anything that that happened during that that watch being with the other actors and stuff that you learned? Yes, it's okay to experiment, and it's okay just to um, not to literally do whatever the hell you want on stage, uh, because you know there are a, there are the other actors to consider as well. 
Um, but to be free, to be free with your expression, to, pantomime allows you to do this so well. It, it, it allows you to be free with your expression. It allows you to take to take risks, to do what you like, really. Um, it's all acceptable. Not quite so acceptable to the same extent in a more serious play, perhaps. But um, it, it, it certainly helped free me up at the time to be more uh, impulsive in, in, in what I wanted to do. If I wanted mm. to do something, I just went and did it because I thought... I was doing that then because I thought, oh, this will get a laugh if yeah. I do this. <laughs> and uh, invariably it did. And so, um, yeah, so... so. And I think that's an important point yeah. because I think that when it comes to um, rehearsal process as well, I, I've seen this a lot, is that actors, some actors will come to that rehearsal process with a finished product. They've, they've just come with the whole thing. And... Um, they won't veer away from it, or, or other actors that haven't came with the full thing, but they stay very safe. You know, they don't want to take risks, and especially during the rehearsal process, I think it's absolutely imperative that actors take risks and they try stuff out. Absolutely, you must take risks, and and don't be afraid of um, upsetting the other actors if you yes. take a risk, and don't be afraid of upsetting the director either. Um, take your risks if the director doesn't want you to do it to do something, he'll tell you, or she will tell you. And then what you do is you say, oh, yes, okay, yes, fine, okay. And then you just do it anyway, be if you think it's a good idea. Yeah. And if they tell you a second time not to do it, all right, we probably shouldn't do it. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, what happens when an actor gets a script is, uh, first of all, they get the job. They've got the job. And so they feel quite, and quite rightly so, they feel quite, um, you know, happy with mm. themselves that yeah. they've, got, they've got the job. And they straightaway think, well, the, the part is mine. I'm going to make this role mine, which is a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. But then they, they start to identify, identify with it, in my opinion, too early, immediately. So what they do is they, they read the lines over and over again, and they learn the lines with a preconceived way of how they're going to do the lines because mm. they've already made the part their own and it's already preconceived of how they're going to do the lines as opposed to just learning them without um, any, any putting any intention onto them without learning them sort of empty at first. Yeah. And then you can discover the character within yourself and it will sort of organically grow and, um, and, and it needn't be... You, you know, you, yeah. you, you, haven't, you haven't put restrictions I on see, yourself you, you, by making the decisions too early. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's really important yeah. because I think that when you are dealing with a script, if you go in and make too many judgments or decisions, you know, the funny thing is, though, in the audition process, they want to see um, you making some choices. But actually, after that point, it's a bit of a mistake, in my opinion, to kind of just to, to jump to conclusions with everything. I think that it's important that you kind of take you go from uh, zero basically. So yep. you're basically you at the beginning you don't really understand the character. You don't understand what's happening, and it's important that you give yourself latitude to kind of just go through it, start to understand it, go deeper into it. And it reminds me of this story that um, you know that um, you might have heard of. You know the actor Al Pacino. You heard of him, Rob? I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah I've heard of him. He's, yeah. he's quite good. I've heard. You know, he's quite. quite I, good. Yeah, I've, I've heard he's quite good. I, I must check his work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Al Pacino, of course, man. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so he he was basically he was doing in the Merchant of Venice, and um, oh, yeah. the director said he had Al Pacino at one end of the 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 table, and he had Jeremy Irons at the other, and he said they they do they treat the acting process very differently. He said, but when they were doing the read-through, he said it was very interesting. He said, Al Pacino 
barely did anything. He said he did practically nothing in the read-through, as in he didn't inject it with any emotion, he didn't inject it with any characterization. He basically he read, it read it as Al Pacino, yeah. right? And the director took him aside, actually, at the end of it, because he was a bit concerned. He was thinking, what? Where am I, where's this character? And, you know, there's no emotion. It's just nothing. a read-through. Exactly, yeah. it's just a read-through. Yeah. And Al Pacino said to him, he said, look, he said, I don't know who this person is yet. He said, I don't know what they're going through yet, and I'm not going to jump to conclusions immediately. He said, I want to give myself time to, to discover it. And I thought that's really interesting because I see this happen a lot with uh, students, you know, that sometimes they'll they'll jump to conclusions immediately and, and just stick to that one thing. Yeah, big mistake. And it's a big mistake, especially when we see these great actors give themselves room to kind of discover rather than jump to conclusions. Yeah, I mean, it's very restricting and it's not... Uh, obviously, the character comes from us. We are the character, aren't we, obviously? There, yes. there, there, there's no such a thing as actually... The character, the character, um, uh, the risk of sounding cliched is just the written word on the page. Yeah. Um, and so we have to uh, find the, the 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 character in inverted commas within ourselves. And I mean, I don't know about you, Bri, but I don't even know myself that well that I can immediately identify um, the aspect of myself that fits the what's written yes. on the page. I, I can't do it immediately. No. I have to I have to look for it and discover it within yeah. myself. Um, but you know, it, th 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 there's there's so many other things as well that uh, th that affect how you, the actor, are going to feel about you, the character. Mm. There's not actually that much of a difference. Um, and one of the big things, perhaps this is the wrong the wrong um, podcast to talk about this, but I'll just bring it up now, and we can talk about it at a later stage. Um, <clears throat> and that is, in life, we are an this is so important, I think, in the acting process and certainly very true and actually true and important to be aware of in life. In life, we as human beings are affected emotionally by where we stand geographically. Our geographical environment is very important as to how we feel emotionally. For example, why is the South Bank of Paris... Why, why would that make you feel any different to being in a sink estate in Moss Side, Manchester? <laughs> but it would. It you would, would you, yeah. You, you would have a different emotional being according to where you were, and that's yeah. perhaps a bit of a... And so I think that, you know, you have to um, consider the geography of the play, yeah. where the play is set, the given circumstances, mm. um, given circumstances meaning the, the fact... Yes. Of, of, of where the play is set and um, the, the social mood of that place. Mm. Um, this will start to move something inside you and it will start to churn things up a little bit. And then that, that helps in, 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 in identifying yeah. how you feel about a certain line. I, I think you've, you brought up a very interesting point, which is... You know the given the fixed given circumstances, what we would call them, which is basically what you brought up, geography. Um, it could be other things as well. For oh, example, yeah. if a character's pregnant, or maybe they're on a train. These are these are things that are fixed in the scene or they're in the play. The facts. The facts. They yeah. don't change. And it's funny how the, it is. They're so obvious that actually many an actor has been guilty of completely ignoring it. And I think what you yeah. brought up is that actually the writer has set the play or the piece in a particular location for a reason.
Yeah. You know, it does have a, you're right, if you're in the South Bank of Paris, it's a different feel and atmosphere than from another location. Or if you're on the battlefield in the Somme. Yeah. With, with, with stenching bodies around yeah. you. And, and, and uh, you know. Sounds a bit like a bit like Glasgow on a Saturday night. A bit like Glasgow from, on a Saturday night. Yeah, so but, it's easy for you. you. Know, it's, it's, it's different from the South Bank of Paris. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's to connect with the spirit of the place, really, um, which we can all do naturally wherever we are. This is why we choose certain holiday locations or where we choose to live, if we're lucky enough to be able to live where we choose to live, where we choose to live in a, yeah. in, in, in a certain area. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, very, very important. Um, so, and and once we get past the you know the fixed givens and we're looking at character, and the, the and being brave enough as well to bring to the because here's the, I've got you know I, I really believe unless the director is not a very good one, that what they really want to see from an actor is is options, um, being creative, bringing different ways of doing a character and a scene to the table. And like you said earlier on, they may not agree with it. They may say, "Well, I don't, I don't like it this way, but I like that other way that you did." But they're not playing the role, are they? No, no. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I've got this saying, Rob, that um, that I have with my students. I always remind them there's at least fifty different ways to play a character, a scene. Now there could be many more than that, but there's at least fifty. And I think when you have that in your head, it sort of challenges to you to look for those other ways. Because the last thing you want is just to come up with one way, which is invariably the way that everybody else is thinking about it. You know, it's easy to come up with one way. Yeah, provided you don't do that because you're following an idea. Oh, it mm. might be an idea if I played it that way. Because if you're just following an idea, what you're doing is you're, 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 you're pretending, mm. I, yeah. I think. And, 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 and so um, if, it's, uh, if you feel some kind of compulsion, some kind of impulse to do it like that, mm. then yeah, sure, try anything. And it's about, because as an artist as well, it's about what you're interested in. And we're all different. You know, if you were going to play um, the same part as me and vice versa, and we, we were reading the same part. We'd play it totally differently. We would. You, yeah. would you would find things interesting um, to you about that character that maybe that I don't and vice versa. And I think that's what makes it great to be an actor because each actor as an artist brings something unique and different to the role or should yeah. do. Don't try and hide yourself. Use your own special quality because this is going to sound a little bit new agey, but everyone has, has got uh, their own unique specialness. Yeah. And it's that unique specialness, that real, true, deep, authentic, unique specialness that is you. That's the core of your talent as an actor. Yeah. That's it. So, listen, Rob, the, I think the next stage after, you know, you've been through the audition process, you've, you've started to develop the character, mm. is really about when you, you then take that from the rehearsal room on stage or on set. Now, I don't think we've got time to talk about it in this podcast. We've got a couple think, more minutes. I think time is running out. But maybe maybe um, we talk about it in, in depth in another one, but what would you say is maybe the number one thing for you as an actor you've discovered about taking it from the rehearsal room to to a performance well really what we've just um gone over really to to to, to not go oh, oh sorry in, into actual yeah well even then to continue the process even in performance not to be uh, stringent and and restricted by having made a, a definite set of certain decisions and that's how you're going to do it exactly the same every night mm. um you know each night will be different it'll be different because you as a human being will feel different and the audience will be different. 
and yeah. the other actors will be different and so it's a whole different expert every every time you do it you're doing it for the first time because it's a new a new thing so don't uh, restrict yourself I, I i think by trying to uh you know i found a way to do this it seemed to work last night so yeah. i'll stick to it and i'll do exactly the same tonight whatever because you just just go with if if you go with your feelings and and and, and you're true to yourself and you're working from this deep authentic place just try and do that I agree with that. Yeah. Spontaneity, yeah. I think, yeah. and keeping it fresh, even yeah. though you're doing something for a long period of time, is mm. key. But like I say, we'll need to talk about that another day, Rob. We've come to the end. It's time for to, to, for for the next yeah the next one. But it's been great. I've enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I've loved it. Okay. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> this is us signing off until the next podcast. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For more great content and to stay up to date, go to www.briantimoneyacting.co.uk. Make sure you listen next time where Brian brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques. We'll see you next time.